The last thing we were discussing was someone is only liable for damages that are caused to someone, a normal person's possessions. Meaning if it's something that is Kadashim and they would be Ma'ila if you misuse them, then if your ox damaged it, you would not be liable of paying. And we wanted to say that this Mishnah goes according to Rabbi Yosei who said that low-level Kadashim belong to the owner. And we brought a uh, different uh, Mishnah and Breita that, that argue, and we explain that each one's different. And with that, we're going to start with Gimel Amud Aleph, four lines in by the Gufa. Gufa is going to remind us what Rabbi Yosegeli's source was. Remember, Rabbi Yosegeli holds that low-level Kadashim belong to the owner. He, his source is from Umala Ma'al Bahashem. It misused something that was uh, holy to Hashem. That's in regards to Shavuata Pikadon. When someone tells his friend to watch something and then the, the Shomer lied about it and then uh, then he admitted that he lied under oath, so he has to, play, he has to pay principal plus a fifth uh, plus a korban. And Rabbi Yosegeli learns Umala Ma'al Bahashem Lerabot Kadashim Kalim. It's coming to add even low level Kadashim. If uh, if someone would, uh, gave someone his low level Kodesh uh, sheep to watch and he lied about it, then Shehem Mamonot considered the owner's money and you would be liable to pay a uh, principal plus fifth plus a korban. That's the Rabbi Ben Azai Omer, Lerabot Tashlamim. The Pasuk says, Umaala Ma'al Bashem. It's coming to add Shelamim. That if someone gave his friend Shelamim to watch and uh, he lied about it, he would be he would be Hayav uh, principal plus a fifth plus uh, an Asham. Abayosi ben Dostai Omer lo Amar ben Azai ela bebchol bilvad. Abayosi explains what uh, ben Azai was talking about was not Shelamim in general, just bechor. Only Bechor, Rabbi Yossi held that it belonged to the actual owner, and therefore, if someone lied about it, you'd be Hayav, principal fifth, and uh, Korban. So let's break that down. Amar Mor, Ben Azai Omer, the Rabot the Shelamim. Ben Azai saying we're going to add the Shelamim. Okay, what are we coming to take away? What's not part of this? If we're telling me that you're coming to take away Bechor, that Bechor is not considered the owner's money, rather belongs to Hashem, you can't say that because you said regular Shelamim, where you have to lean on it, you have to bring wine with it, you have to wave the the, the chest and the and the, the, the thigh of the of the animal and you, you over there even by that you which is so holy and it needs all these things you said it belongs to the owner bechor you don't need all these things by a bechor it's even lower than regular shalamim do you even have to bring that up of course it belongs to the owner el amar Hanan what Ben Azai was saying when he said Shalamim, it's Lema'ote Ma'aser. We're coming to take away Ma'aser that if someone lied about it, you wouldn't be Hayav a Korban. Because Ma'aser belongs to Hashem and not to, to the owner. Kiddetanya, Bibchor Ne'emar Lotifdeh. It says the words Lotifdeh, do not redeem, meaning do not take the Kedusha away from it through a redemption. Meaning, uh, take the tusha, transfer it to money, bring the money to Beit Hamikdash like you do it Maaser Sheni. You can't do that. It doesn't work by bechor. But still, when kar tam hai or baalmum you could sell it if it's complete. Then, well, then while it's alive, and if it's been wounded, you could sell it while it's alive or slaughtered. However, be maaser neemar lo yigael. It's a stronger language, meaning you can't even uh, sell it, and therefore ve'nonim kar you're not allowed to sell it. Lo hai ve'lo shachot ve'lo tam ve'lo baalmum. 
you can't sell it alive or slaughtered complete or or wounded because it doesn't belong to you now rabina rabina brings this mahlok down but in regards to the second part of that Brighton, in regards to Abayosi ben Dustai's words, so Rabina Matnela Asefa, he's Abayosi ben Dustai Omer, Lo Amar ben Azai Bilbad, that ben Azai was only talking about Bechor, Lemautemai. Okay, so what's it coming to exclude? Ilema Lemaute Shelamim, if it's coming to exclude Shelamim. Well, hashta uma bechor she kadosh merechem. You have a bechor, it is kadosh from the second it comes out of the womb of the mother, and still Mamonohu, it's still the money of the Kohen, it belongs to the Kohen, he can be Mekadosh with it, Shalamim, Mibaya, Shalamim, which are not Kadosh from the womb, all the more so, it should belong to the owner. Amar Hanan. no, Abayosi ben Dustai, when he said, Bechor, it's Lemaute Ma'aser, it's coming to exclude the Ma'aser of Behema, the one out of every ten animals that come out, that you have to give a, in the Beit HaMikdash, we're coming to exclude that. That's not considered uh, the owner's money. But Shelamim is considered the owner's money. And the Biyohan brings a proof that it's not considered uh, the owner's money. That By Bechor, it says you cannot redeem. And you're allowed to sell to one. If it's complete, you're allowed to sell to while it's alive. And if it's wounded, alive, and slaughtered, which is a little bit stronger language, and you can't sell it, period, not while it's alive, not while it's slaughtered, not uh, complete, not wounded. And the Gemara has a question, but, but when Abba Yossi ben Dostoy was talking, he just said that Bechor belongs to the owner. So how could you say that he was talking also about Shilamim? And the Gemara Kashi a good point. So now, before we brought the words of Rabbi Yohanan, that he understood from the words, Nechasim She'en Bahem that one is only liable on damages that are not Kadosh, that you would not be high of Me'ilah. And Rabbi Yohanan said that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yohanan, who held that a low-level Kadashim belonged to the owner. Rabbah argues on Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbah Amar, my Nechasim She'en Bahem Me'ilah, what are we talking about? Nechasim She'en Bahem Din Me'ilah, we're talking about assets that have no halachot period of Me'ilah, meaning they're not Kadosh period, Umayinin, what are we talking about? The Hediot, regular people things, nothing to do with Kedusha, so like Master, if that's the case, Vilitni the Hediot, one just say straight out Hediot, make life easier and say, only if it belongs to a regular person. Why do you have to go through the whole Me'ila thing? Kashi and Gemara and Zohar with the question. Now, before we said that uh, Rabbi Yosei is the one who held that low-level Kadashim belonged to the owner, and if someone uh, damages them, he would be liable. So now the question is opposite, is when a low-level Kadashim animal, let's say someone's uh, Shelamim, someone's Maser Bechor, whatever it is, damages someone's uh, ox, right? So you have a Kodashim Kalim ox damages another person's ox. What would be the halacha there? Now, before I start the next sugi, I just want to explain that if a short tam means this is a non-goring bull, it hasn't gored three times. If it damaged in a not normal way, for example, out of nowhere, this bull for the first time gored someone. He only has to pay half the damages. And even the the half damages that he has to pay, it's only from the body of what the cow or the, the bull is worth. And therefore, 
if let's say the bull was only worth uh, less than half of the damage that he made, then you could only get whatever the bull is worth. The rest you lose. Now, a low-level Kadashim bull that damaged, although we hold that it belongs to the owner, according to Biosegali, but still, there's inside uh, parts over there, the, the intestines that have to be given on the Mizbeah. And the, the one who was damaged cannot get from the part that belongs on the Mizbeah. So now, based on that, Amar Biaba, Shelamim Shehiziku, regular Shelamim, Korbat Shelamim, low-level Kadashim, that damaged, Kovim Besaran, you could only uh, extract payment from the flesh, but not from the inside parts that you're supposed to give on the Mizbeah. So the Gemara says, Peshita. Uh, well, obviously, Emurim the Gavos, okay. The Emurim is supposed to go up on the Mizbeah. So the Gemara explains, Lot Now, what are we talking about? The Hidush is that the one who has been damaged cannot take payment from the animal for whatever money that's corresponding to the Emurim. So the way that she explains it is, let's say this animal is worth 200 and let's say the insides are worth 40. So we're not splitting it 100-100. No, you have to take out the insides that you're supposed to give on the Mizbeh. So now this 200 animal is really worth 160. Divide that by 2 and it's 80. The Rishonim over here argue very good to look into it, but we'll keep it simple with Rashi over here. So now the Gemara asks the question, Eli Bademan. When Rabbi Abba said that you only, you only get from the, the flesh, not from the, from the Imurim, the insides, who is that according to? Now, this is going to bring us to a machloket later on in this Masechet between Hachamim and Rabbi Natan. The case is, if a bull gored another bull, and that second bull fell into a hole as a result, and it died. So really, the first bull and the hole damaged over here, they're the ones that killed this bull. But there's a difference over here. that The first bull actually didn't action, the hole didn't do an action. So Hachamim and Rabbi Natan argued if we have to uh, obligate the owner of the hole to pay also. Hachamim held that only the first bull is liable. And therefore, if he was a short time, he would only have to pay half. If he was a short Mu'ad, he would have to pay in full. And again, according to Hachamim, the owner of the hole doesn't have to pay. According to Rabbi Natan, you, the, we obligate the owner of the hole to pay because you helped out with the damage. Now, when it comes to Rabbi Natan, the Gemara is going to bring um, uh, you know, two Brayta to argue. One Brayta says that according to Rabbi Natan, the owner of the hole has to pay half. And the another Brayta says he only owes a quarter. And we'll see more about this on Dafnun Gimel. But the Hidush that comes out from Rabbi Natan that if for whatever reason the owner of the bull doesn't have to pay, then the rest of the money comes from the owner of the hole. But according to Hachamim, the owner of the hole is totally exempt from paying. And again, this is Rashi's Derech. Tosfot argues, why can I look into it? But let's not complicate things. So now, Eli Bademan, who are we talking according to? When Rabbi Abbas said that you you don't take from the insides, who are we talking about? Eli about the Rabbanan. If we're talking according to Rabbanan, then well, pshita. Well, obviously that you can't take from the the flesh because Ha'amre because Hachamim said If you can't take from this one, you you're not you can't just take from the other one. And if you can't pay from the bull, you can't take from the hole. So same thing over here. Since the imurin are supposed to be given on the mizbeach, you don't take uh, more flesh based on that. You only uh, you only can take from half the animal, not 
from more than that. There's a limit. So you only take from 100 and 20 had to go out for Imurim. You're left with 80. The problem is If you can't pay from this, from the bull, you can, then you can take from the owner of the holes. The same thing over here. If you can't take because it's Imurim, then take more flesh. So the Gemara ends off. You could say it's like either one. You could say and you could say you could say when it's two separate entities, you have the bull, you have the hole. Okay, then you don't take from one on the other. Because over here, you could say that I'm going to take from the entire animal. You would have thought I could say that, you know, maybe that uh, 40 that goes on to the Mizbeh, I don't care, that's your business, but I still am going to get paid for that half, whatever the half the animal is worth. We don't split the animal in half, it's one body. And Ibait Ima Rabinatan, you could also say it's Rabinatan, and you could say Hatam over there with the bull that pushed the other bull into the hole. You could say Hatam Hu de the Ana You could always say that the owner of the damaged bull. Could uh, could tell the owner, listen, I don't know what went on above ground. All I know is that I found my bull in your hole. You pay. And therefore, whatever I can't get out of the other guy, you're going to pay for. Over here with the the, the korban that that's supposed to so the inside is supposed to go on the mizbeach. Could you could you say that it was only the flesh that damaged, not the insides that damaged, when the animal damaged, the whole animal damaged, and therefore you're sort of stuck. And Amaraba Toda Shehizika, if you have a korban toda that damaged, gobe mi besara gobe mi lahma. You could only take from the flesh, you can't take from the bread that comes with the korban. Like Masha's lechem pshita. Well, obviously, you can, the, the, the bread never damaged. You can't just take the damage. So, the back explains sefa it's no, We needed that clause for the second part of the brayta because it says nizak ochel basar umit kaper mevi lechem. It said that the one who has been damaged, he eats the meat of this korban, but the person who is giving the korban, he has to bring the bread. Well, obviously, why would I think that the one who was damaged has to bring the bread? So the Gemara explains, Why would I thought? Because the bread is there to prepare, is supposed to help the Korban being given, meaning the Korban cannot be given unless there's bread over there. Let the damager tell the one who he damaged, You're going to eat meat and I'm going to bring the bread? The Gemara says, Kamash Malan, that's why Rav is coming uh, to be Mehadeshtas. That the bread has to do with the owner of the Korban, not the one who's eating it. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Nechasim Shehen Shel Beneberit. One is only liable for damage if his cow damaged the Jewish person's cow. Lemautemai, what are we coming to exclude? Ilemautemai, the Ovid Kochavim. If it's coming to exclude someone not Jewish, well, Hakatanela, come on, you mentioned it in the next Mishnah, Shoshal Sashanagah, Shoshal Ovid Kochavim, Patur. It says later on in the, the Mishnah that if a Jewish person's cow gores a not Jewish person's cow, he's exempt from paying. So the Gemara explains, no, Tana Vihadar Mefaresh. No, we first mentioned the, the, the Halacha in our Mishnah, and later on we explained it. 
Next, we said Nechasim Hamuhadin. We said specific, so, someone specific, uh, it's owned by someone's uh, property. The Maute might, what are we coming to exclude? Amagudal, the Maute, Zeo Meshorcha Hizik, Zeo Meshorcha Hizik. We're coming to exclude a case where we're not sure whose cow did the damage. Uh, this one's saying it's yours, that one's saying it's his. So you really can't obligate anyone to pay if we don't know 100% whose cow did the damage. But Hatana Lekaman, but we mentioned that in the upcoming Mishnayot, where it says, Hayu two cows are chasing another cow. The third cow was damaged. We don't know which cow did the damage. Each owner says the other cow did the damage, the other person's cow. They're both patu, they're both exempt because we don't know for sure who did the damage. So the Gemara again responds, We mentioned in our Mishnah, later on we explained it. In our Mishnah, we said it has to be Muhadim specified owned by someone, meaning it's not hefker, it's not ownerless. Anything ownerless is not part of this halakha of damages. So, what are we talking about? If one of my bulls uh, gores uh, an ownerless bull, who's going to come and make a claim in Betin over this hefker bull? Okay, you tell me that uh, a hefker bull came and uh, gored one of my bulls. Okay, go get it and you could own it. Do whatever you want. No, so the explains, We're talking about a situation where someone else grabbed that bull and owned it. Meaning, this hefker bull damaged my bull. And then someone else came and took that cow. What would be the halakha? The halakha is that there's no claim over there. Rabina Amar... When we say nechasim miuhadim, it's lemaute nagah vehakach hikdish nagah vehakach hivkir. We're coming to exclude a case where a person's cow damaged, and then he made it ownerless, or then he uh, sanctified it to the Beit Hamikdash. At that point, he's not obligated to pay. And Tanya Namiachi, we have a Braita like that. Yatel Ken Amar Bihuda. More so, Bihuda Bihuda said that uh, if a bull didn't have an owner when it damaged. And then someone took uh, took ownership of it. Even if it killed someone, it, it, it doesn't have to be stoned. So at, 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 on top of that, he said, Even if he damaged and then someone uh, was makdishim or he damaged and then someone made it ownerless, patur, the, the ox doesn't get stoned. And from that pasuk, Rabbi Yudas Doresh, that Ad Sheteheh Mita Ve'Amada Bedin Shavin Ke'ehad. When when this ox is dying and when it comes to Bedin, it has to have the same uh, din, the same ownership as it had throughout the entire time. Otherwise, it's patur from getting stoned. Now the Gemara has a question. O Gemara Hadin Lo Ba'inan. You're telling me it doesn't have to have the same ownership at the end of the judgment, also. Didn't we say that the ox gets stoned? That's at the end of judgment, meaning it has to have the same judgment, the same ownership also at the end of the judgment, not just when he shows up to Betin. The Gemara explains, You're right, okay. The, 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 the death, the damage that it did, the killing that it did, him showing up to Betin, him being judged throughout, it has to have the same deen, meaning it has to have the same ownership throughout. 
Next, we learned in the Mishnah, except for an area that is specified for the for the damager. Meaning, if it's my area and my ox damaged over here, I'm not obligated. Why? Because the Amarle Torah Beshuti, my buy, because the owner of the property and the bull that damaged could always tell the other person, What's your cow doing in my property? And since you had no permission, therefore he is exempt from paying. Next, we learned them in the Mishnah, Urshuta Nizak Vahamazik, if it's a property that belongs to both them, the damager and the one who was damaged. And Amar of Hazda, Amar of Yumi, Hatsala Shutafin Hayav Ba Alashen Vala Regel. If there's a yard that belongs to partners, then if one of the partner's animals eats the other one's fruits, or if it steps on his utensils and breaks it, the other one is liable to pay. Vihachi Kamar, he understands the Mishnah as follows, except from an area that belongs only to the damager, then he would be exempt from paying. And if it's an area that belongs to both, then the one who damaged is liable. So again, he understands the word chutz is coming to say an area that only belongs to the damager. But when it says uh, that's connecting with the next clause where it says where uh, where when the damager is liable. Now that's Rav Hasda. If the damager uh, his cow damaged an area that belongs to both of them. He would be exempt from paying if the animal ate or uh, walked on th- on things that belong to the, the one who was damaged. He understands the Mishnah as follows. That if the area belongs to the damager, he is exempt. And also the area that belongs to both of them, he is also exempt. What's that going on when the damager damaged, he is uh, obligated to pay? That's talking about goring. Goring wasn't mentioned in the Mishnah. It's coming to add a fifth one that if it if the animal gored, it, one is liable to pay. So that makes sense according to Shmuel, who said that mavae is shen and shor is regal. Okay, good. According to Rav, he explained mavae as damage is done by a human being, and when it said the word shor, it means everything having to do with the shore. Then Hava Mazik when the Mishnah says Hava Mazik when the damager damages, what was that coming to add? So he'll tell you Latuye it's coming to add what the following Braita. Kshezik Hava Mazik when the damager damaged and he's obligated to pay, that's Lavi Shomer Hinamba Shoel no That's obligating any watchman whether he's doing it for free, he's getting paid to do it, or he's paying for the animal as rent, or he's borrowing the animal, whatever the case is, if the animal damaged while in their possession, if it was a tam, you only pay half, if it was warned already, has to pay full damages, if the wall was busted open in the middle of the night, or robbers busted that wall open, an animal walked out and damaged, then the shomer does not have to pay. So Amar Mor, the Braita says, So the Braita told us that what does Kshezik Hava Mazik mean? 
that if the animal damaged while in the possession of the watchman, the uh, the watchman is obligated to pay. So here, what are we talking about? Who damaged what? Let's say we're talking about a situation where the owner's animal, the one that's being watched, damaged another one of the animals that belonged to the borrower. Then the owner could say, hey, if if my animal, which was under your possession, damaged any other random animal from the street, who would be obligated to pay? You would have to pay. The Shomer would have to pay. So now that uh, this animal damaged one of your uh, animals, I would have to pay? You have to pay. Ela, rather, what are we talking about? Rather, we're talking about a situation where the borrower's animal, his own personal animal, damaged the owner's uh, animal, the one that he's borrowing. Then, if that's the case, and then again, let the let the lender tell the borrower. If it got damaged from some bull, some random bull, you would have to pay a full, a full cow. That's Nizik Shalem, right? Any borrower who borrowed something and something uh, like an honest happened, you have to fully pay. Now that your own personal cow damaged my cow, you're only going to pay me half of that? That doesn't make sense. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about where the owner's animal damaged the borrower's animal. And over here, what are we talking about? That the borrower accepted upon himself to watch on the cow, meaning that the owner's cow, the, the lender's cow, will not be damaged. But he never accepted upon himself that if the that cow damages, that he's going to be liable. But the Gemara says, If that's the case, we're talking about where the borrower didn't accept upon himself to be liable if the bull damages. Look at the Sefa, the end of the Baitat. It if the wall fell down in the middle of the night or robbers busted it open and it went out and it damaged, the borrower is exempt from paying. And it sounds like, and during the day, he would be liable to pay. But why? He didn't accept upon himself that if it damages, he's going to have to pay. Rather, the Gemara explains, this is what the Baita means. If he accepted upon himself that if it damages, he's going to have to pay for it, he is obligated to pay, but not every situation. Because because if the wall fell in the night or robbers busted it open and it went out and it damaged, he would be exempt. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.